0: It's time for the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie
1: G., Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom, and Andrew Moldog Molinaroli.
0: Sure is time for the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. With you for another week, Andrew Moldog Molinaroli back on board this week. How are you, mate?
1: Very good, mate. Back from suspension. Um, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs>
0: And your Eagles have made a bit of a comeback since we last spoke to you. Couldn't get the Bickies last week, but uh, they always play well against the Warriors. But anyway, we'll talk about that game uh, later on the show. Peter Hanscom with us as always, mate. How are you? Yeah,
2: not too bad, not too bad. Bad result last week, but uh, that's the way it goes sometimes.
0: Yeah, no good for all three of us. Uh, Ryan MS can't be with us tonight, maybe still getting over that loss by the Tigers <laughs> as well. Of course, I am Paulie G, and I went out to the game at Camberton, but no no luck for our boys there. I uh, should also mention that um, Pat Lyons is, is uh, not able to be with us. Pat Lyons from Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. Um, The offer still stands, however. Go to the website, www.cujibay.physio, and uh, you can get yourself 20% off if you mention Supercoach Pros. Um, Not just sports injuries, back and neck. Um, Go see, if you live in the Sydney area, um, well worth a visit. Um, but there wasn't much injury stuff anyway, Andrew, this week. I mean, James Roberts got knocked in the hip, but he looks okay to play. Nathan Peet's returning this week. But other guys like Corey Oates and Sam Burgess, uh, Pat had said play with, with caution, or maybe they're not even going to end up playing. They did, but you could see they, were, they weren't
1: 100%. Yeah, it, it was a funny round. There hasn't been too many injuries, which is it's always good. Um, yeah, have a look at the, the team sheets. There's been a lot of people coming back from injuries, so good for your supercoach teams. I mean, one big one, I guess, is uh, Soliola, but, you know, it's pretty, uh, you know, you've got a broken arm, so there's not much you can more you can talk about that, can you? Yeah, and Soliola, you know, was such a big name last
0: year, but maybe this year not as, you know, not as much because of that price rise and the fact that he was originally on the bench, but obviously with both halves going down getting extra game time, still putting up the big numbers. It's just never quite affordable to bring in. But if you're playing those draft leagues and you've got Soliola, yeah, going to be out for a while. Let's have a look uh, at those games from round five now and let's go through um, the totals. Look, the best the best there, Cameron McGuinness. Uh, he took the game by the scruff of the neck early there against Manly. I know you probably don't want me to mention him too much, Andrew, but he was the big performer, 121 points. Bryce Cartwright, Unreal performance there. Really um, big game. Had another try to out, 104. Apisai, Corusau did everything good for Manly. And, and, Andrew, I'll stay with you on this one, being our sort of bear and all the beaches bad, is, is it now looking like when Daly Cherevens comes back, Corusau keeps that spot? Because this is an interesting one. Um, maybe you're getting Corusau, a, a, you know, maybe you're able to get him at a decent price, although he's still
1: over 300 at the moment. No. I mean, I don't think he's going to be playing in the halves uh, it seems like Manly are going to really stick to their guns with Walker at 5-8 and um, Cherry Evans at at, at 7. So, I, I mean, he's pretty expensive and I don't think he's getting enough game time to He won't get enough game time to justify bringing him into the team, not for four rounds. Those two big fullbacks, James
0: Tedesco, 103, Roger Tuovasashek, 99, neck and neck there. Croker, uh, Jared Croker there for the Raiders, 95, big game for him as Zeb Tyer. For the Titans in their local derby against the Broncos, and Sean Johnson ninety five for the Warriors, and it could have even gone bigger. Missed a couple of goal kicks, Pete, and um, oh, he's still just playing one side of the the football. He's not really playing both sides of the ruck.
2: Yeah, no, he's not the Sean Johnson that we we saw prior to his uh, his serious injury there late last year. Um, he's just, I think, still sort of feeling his way a little bit. Um, it's funny, you know, he's scored 90, 90 points or thereabouts against the Roosters, but still, we're still sort of questioning his performance. That's how good it is. is. But yeah, as you said, missed the field goal there, and yeah, a couple of goals, but I'm sure i give it another couple of weeks. Um, I think that we'll see the Sean Thompson of old. I certainly hope that we do.
0: Might be a good time to bring him in and look at the guys that, that performed pretty much those names, guys like McGuinness and Coruscant, Tedesco, Cartwright. Cooper Cronk was a big one, really returning to what he can do after a poor game against the Sharks a week before. Jackson Hastings right up there, definitely... Um, looking like the one out of all those cheapies at the start of the year, the one that's going to continue to go on. He's starting to look more at home in the halves. And Peter Wallace at Hooker, this was a surprise one, Andrew. He's really looking quite good Then, if you were, not that many would have gone Seguiaro this year, but, jeez, I don't think he's going to come back to get 80 minutes the way Penrith have played since he's left,
1: since he's been out. No, he's, he's filled the hole quite well, hasn't he? And, and it's been surprising, I, you know, being a half, I, I, I was surprised at. You know, he was very capable doing the amount of tackling he's doing. Plus, you know, pretty decent service at dummy half too. Taking the right option, like you know, he runs. He runs when he needs to run too. So, he's um. I mean, he's not one of those gun uh, hookers that you're going to look be looking at. But I mean, if you got uh, a some, bit of money,
0: yeah. And some of know, those, he's helping some of those other players like your Cartwright and. um even soured, you know, guys like Waka Blake, you look at Josh Mansour because of the fluency that Penrith's attack's starting to show. Thanks That's to right, those. mate, yeah. Um, guys that underperformed well, no. Look no further than Moses by Did not uh, look to get involved hardly at all. Most of the time he was spending walking. I tell you what, nine points. A lot of players were doubted by him. Anthony Mill for just the 37. Look, everyone on the panel had him as the uh, on the round table had him as the captain's choice last week. So we we were sunk by the shame. Same ship. Um, oh, the matchup was there. Maybe it was the. Um, you know, a bit of a hangover from the, the week before big game against the Cowboys. Still a local derby too, but I've got to give credit to Ash Taylor at marketing. He did a very good job. Um, obviously, the injuries affecting their solely. Aaron Gray, another very low score. Just can't trust him even in daily leagues where he's very um, good value. Um, Josh Morris, another one for the Dogs that did. It looked completely out of sorts. A lot of drop ball and Aiden Caesar. I tell you what, he did a lot of good things, but super coach wise. Um, didn't translate. Sam Burgess, we mentioned at the top of the show there, probably as expected, but should be better for the run last week back into it. All right, time for our brand-new segment now. Uh, Let's get straight into it.
2: Deep weird tweets.
0: Yes, and our very first tweet is from... (laughs) Got to love that uh, little sting we have got now. Sambo Rambo asks, he's got quite a team here. He's basically saying... um, He's, some of the, the teams in his league have uh, mirrored up a lot of similar names now, and he's desperate to win this battle this week. Maybe it's a local Derby, local rival. He's happy to burn the two trades. He just wants the win. So let's have a look at the common opponents first. Cam Smith, Brenton Lawrence, Sam Burgess, Corey Parker, Jackson Hastings, Cody Walker, Jared Croker, Corey Oates, Luttrell Mitchell, Pat Matadia, and Ben Barber. I guess where he could be in trouble, his opponent's got James Tedesco, Bryce Cartwright, Andrew Fafida, Aaron Woods, along with um, Elliot Whitehead has been playing well, Matt Parcell, um, and Heimel Hunt there, Josh Redsour. Well, he's got Jonathan Thurston, um, Ben Madalino, been playing well, Ash Taylor's in there, Jacob Safiti, but also Trent Merrin and Simon Mannering, Jesse Bromwich and Jake Truborwich and Chris McQueen, as well as Jordan Rankin. Guys, um, what do you make of the, I I guess, the team he's got? I I notice a couple there, Mannering and Merrin as the bigger names that aren't a little bit underperforming. Is there a way? Are there guys there that you look that maybe that's who you look to bring in, or are you still looking at 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 a at a cheapy option, or is it really if he's got to win this week, just
1: get some some big names in there? I mean, he could double up on Tedesco, Andrew, couldn't he? He could. I mean, it it all depends on how he's going towards the Sunday. I mean, uh, yeah, with with the Merrin and and Mannering there, you could you know maybe dump those two off, and and if he's not going. Too well, or if he's looking to be ahead on the Sunday, maybe he could uh, yeah dump those uh, Mannering and, and Marinoff and bring in Tedesco just to cancel Tedesco out, just um, to just get rid of that <laughs> point of difference for the uh, the opposition. Uh, another option would be someone like a it's a bit left field, but Solomon Carter. If you just want to you know have a good good go this weekend, this weekend I think he might have a a good game against Manley's outside backs. It pains me to say it, but Manley's uh, defense on the edges have been awful. And Solomon Qatar Kat- is pretty good at uh, exposing some weaknesses like that. So uh, that's a good option. I mean, he scored 91 last week and he's still reasonably ch- cheap. His board line, it's a trap material, but... Um, <laughs> maybe not this week. Maybe not
0: this week, yeah. It's interesting you talk about Roger toulouse because he's our top-rated player this round, thanks to that match-up with Manly. And, um, look, you make a really good point. You don't need to make your trades... Pre-round, you could save them for midway through the round. Now I know, um, chatting with you on on this, Samarama, you're a bit worried about how many players you, you know you've got um, in. Yeah, they're, they're the same players, essentially. Sort of, It's limiting those odds of you having the better team, but it's also helping you out. You can really play tactics now that mainly happens later on in the year, but obviously you're in a 12-team league. You've been going at this now. This is round six for you guys, so you're really starting to get into a rhythm, and you will find these happening from time to time where you'll find um, teams or owners you're playing against with like-minded teams But this gives you opportunities, Andrew said, is to sort of play a little bit of of watch and see. Watch how Thursday and Friday go. Are you in front? Are you behind? The Warriors game is until 5.30. If you free up the cash cash with one trade, maybe you lose Mannering, who's playing out in the edge at the moment. Um, Then you've got enough for Rankin to go out for either two of us, or Tedesco. Now, if you're ahead before 5.30 on a Saturday you bring in Tedesco, you play it smart, you make sure you, you've got as many um, similar players as him and you get away with the victory. If you're behind, you need a bit of a kick, you bring in Tavaša That's probably what I, I'm looking at. There, Carter's one option for a cheapie to bring in if you go down that route, Pete. But what about um, some of the others if you can't afford even Carter to do this trick? Um, is there any real bargain buyers that you see this round?
2: Well, a young man that made his, uh, first grade debut last week, of course, for the Cowboys in a 36-0 shellacking up there. It's a team whose name I can't remember. <laughs> um, he scored, um, 60-odd points was young Javid Bowen, um, 113,800. So, you know, you think, well, you know, then uh, he may be not going to win 36-0 this week, but he, he's still playing outside JT. He's still playing outside Michael Morgan. And as we've said, you know, he's, you know, he's only a young player, but he's got the advantage of playing outside of these guys. So he might be someone that you could bring in and, and get rid of someone like a uh, Jordan Rankin, who's, you know, I know the Tigers have got a pretty decent matchup against the Knights this week, but really Rankin hasn't been, I think, one of them, their most impressive ones. So I think that might be somewhere we could look. But certainly I agree with both of you guys is to keep an eye on it um, through the through the round and, yeah, the, the safe call is to is to get uh, Tedesco in there if that's who your opponent's got. And maybe keep an eye on who your opponent is swapping uh, out also.
0: Yeah, you've got Chris McQueen, Nathan Green and Ben Henry in the Senate, so you could easily move one of those to the second row when you're losing at Manning or Merrin for either Carter, or if you can't afford Carter, I think Jarvid Bowen is the bargain basement guide to buy this week. Let's look at the tweet now from Mr. Pelaghi. He asks, at Supercoach Pros, thoughts on Mateo to Holland or Barber to RTS? Andrew, again, looking to you. I mean, both Mateo and Barber have been excellent so far, but uh, I guess if you're looking to upgrade, could you know, they're not bad options.
1: No, not at all. I think that Maduora is is he's he's going pretty well, and I think he's um he might be going up in the next couple of weeks too. So I, I don't know about getting rid of him just yet. I mean, he might not be scoring a lot of points, but he's he's going to be making me some some money. And um yeah, Barber as well. I think he, uh I think like you said earlier that there's a two top fullbacks uh, Tedesco and RTS, and you know eventually you want to get them both in your squad. So I guess. RTS isn't going to get too much cheaper now that he's starting to find his rhythm. So I think you know, maybe get him in as soon as you can, probably the better.
0: Yeah, it's always tricky. I mean, last week was a good week to get RTS. Now that he's popped, it is a bit trickier, I think. And, you know, Tedesco's probably going to play Origin. Until then, you thought, great, you've got him for round 12 because the Warriors don't play in round 12. The Sharks don't play in round 12. And it's hard to hedge your bets. With that, when they're both, Tedesco and, and Tuvasa only play fullback, they can't play the dual positions like last year Tuvasa was was. winger as well, you could make that switch for that all-important week, get someone else back there that, that plays dual just to cover you. So you're going to have to think about that as well. I'm worried about the cost of both players. Trying to bring them in now means you're chasing your tail. This is accumulation time. You want to make money and you want to obviously bring good players in at the same time. But it's very important that you're balancing that and Getting guys on the upswing, not on the downswing. So keep it. Be a bit aware of that, um, Pete. You already mentioned Javid Bowen. Uh, how does it relate? They're both Kieran Holland. Kerit Holland's only played one game himself. Bowen won. I mean, we know Chase Stanley, that the poor guy with the injury history and going down again. Maybe Holland is going to be there longer, a bit longer this time. But how do you weigh up those two?
1: It's
2: a, it's a tricky one. Um, however, um, looking at purely at a super coach point of view, and you look at Thurston's performance last week, um, it's quite a substantial difference. You, I think you look at the consistency point of view, as I said, of who he's playing outside of, as I said, Thurston and Morgan up in, uh, North Queensland. They're looking pretty, pretty consistent. Like, um, whereas you look at Embine and Josh Reynolds, and I think that, um, You know, and Canterbury are also up against Melbourne this week, which is not going to be an easy team for them to score supercoach points against. And I like the class of Kerrit Holland as an individual player, but I just see more points in the back line of the Cowboys supercoach-wise.
0: And Lynette will be out for a few more weeks. So you're going to get that bump on Bowen. I think he, you know, probably is superior to Holland. Let's look at um, a tweet from Steven Restivsky now. And, of course, you can tweet to us at SuperCoachPros. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. And Stephen writes to us at SuperCoachPros, Merrin to RTS. It's the only way I can afford him. I'm not happy with Merrin's base stats right now. I currently have Barber and Rankin. And really, guys, I guess we're looking back on what we've just said, where we are agreeing that Tuvasa oh, maybe you want him a week before, but Merrin's definitely looking down. I think... Um, Rankin, Pete, you've already mentioned, you know, is a good good guy to get rid of. Andrew, you're suggest- suggesting Barber sticks around. Andrew, if I mean, if he can make that trade, keep Barber and get to a Vasa Shek, it seems like a no-brainer, Merrin being very up and down.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, we're into round six now. So, I mean, you've got to start looking ahead at Origin too, and Merrin's going to play Origin. Um, so, yeah, get him in. Get him in. I mean, like you said, it would have been better to get RTS last week, but I mean, um, he's going to go. He's going to go up again. So I think better to get him now than like I said. I think he's going to start finding his rhythm soon and, and challenging Tedesco as one of the, you know, the one, the two number ones that you need to have in your in your in your team.
0: Yeah, I think we're all agreed on that one. And Kerry at the Blue Steelers writes, "Hey boys, looking for cheapy front rower or second rower this week." He's asking what the mail is on a loney at the Roosters security wise. Pete, the, the Corder and Ria Hargreaves not due back just yet, but uh, Vinikessi's still low on that um, pecking list there, I believe.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I think I don't think that would be a good idea. As once these two guys, as you've just mentioned, Corder and Ria Hargreaves come back, there won't be a spot for him, particularly um, this year, like we've last year the Roosters had Takayaho coming off the bench, whereas now he seems to be playing more towards an 80 minute game so I think this guy's going to be squeezed out, I don't think that would be a good way to go this stage.
0: Always hard isn't it with the bench players um, not getting those minutes, a guy I like um, from the Gold Coast level like um, Leverhardy Pulu Andrew, he's at 167000 so he's not as cheap as Vinagessi but If you have to bring in a forward and you're looking at someone like that, maybe that's a smarter option. Although, again, the Titans
1: round 12-by, it's not really helping you prepare for origin. No, mate. I mean, and at the same time, you want to be looking at teams that are at least going to do okay. I mean, it's really hard because the cheapies are with the the lower-placed teams at the moment. So you've got the, you know, titans and the roosters and also uh another cheapy front row is poorly Pauly he's 160,000 not bargain basement but he's a front row he's he's getting minutes he's not scoring a lot of points but it's another option but again it's teams that aren't going to be challenging too much so it's really they don't tend to score that many points when when they're not winning so if you can try and find a cheapie that uh that you predict is gonna is gonna win that week, or at least have a good run of, of good performances, that's probably the best way to go about it. And, you know, injury is unfortunately part of the
0: game, and as some of these better teams, like we've seen with Kane Linnett going down, Javid Bowen getting his opportunity, it's going to happen to the better teams, and maybe this is just not the week. You know, we've got 40 trades to sort of string out through the year. And so maybe this is the week to say, I'll just sort of hold back a bit because I'm not going to get that bargain this week and next week I will be able to get it. I would be intrigued, I mean, speaking of such things, we've just heard of essentially a trade between Raymond Fatala-Marina and and Sean Lane. Lane's going to the Warriors and and Fatala-Marina to the Bulldogs. Now, these are two guys in a new situation who we've already seen some upside of uh, in the last year. So that's one example of how things can change so quickly and all of a sudden guys that were out of favour um, are back in business. So, you know, at this point, um, maybe you can just save your trades for another week. Let's look at uh, a tweet from Original Jedi now. He wants to know about uh, our thoughts on the back line that he's accumulated so far. We just mentioned the two big fullbacks to own, and he's got them, Tuvasa and Tedesca. He's brought in to uh, Tuvasa this week. He's already made his trades for this week, and he's brought in Michael Gordon. Good eye looking forward to Origin already because Gordon, of course, uh, playing for Parramatta, and they've got a great uh, buy schedule. He's got Samiraj Raja in there as well, for that matter. Joey Lalia, who was very impressive last night, returning from suspension. Cameron Munster, Latrell Mitchell, and then Nathan Green and Brad Abbey uh, Pete it looks pretty good I mean the fact that he's already accumulated a lot of guns there suggests that he's made good on on some some nice uh, nice cash cows earlier in the year but uh, what do you make of that and, and and what do you see for him going forward
2: going forward I think he's got a very an excellent back line uh, we've just mentioned the two fullbacks he's got the semi-trailer from Parramatta there um, he's got some a couple of good young up comers there as well, including um, Brad Abbey, who came across from the Warriors to the Bulldogs this year. And uh, the, the Warriors were very disappointed to lose him, despite the fact they picked up Artier. So it gives you an idea of, a, of how well they thought of him. Um, and, you know, he may well be uh, getting some footy very, very soon. So I would be hanging on to him. I think his, his backline looks very, very good moving forward.
0: It's interesting, isn't it? We're hearing we'll not going to play Sunday's. Now, the Dogs don't play a lot of Sunday footy this year, but still that could open up an opportunity for Abbey and probably just one more injury, let's face it, with Chase Stanley already down from getting an opportunity. Um, oh, I think Latrell Mitchell too, Andrew. I think he's, he's still on that cusp of, of the breakout where he could really
1: step it up another gear. Yeah, I think I mean, he's, he's, he's only young. You've got to remember that. He, he's, he can still play in the under-20s, but He's, he's, he's really close hes every time he runs a ball he, he breaks a tackle you know he's going he's going he's to bust it out soon and, and you know everyone who's going to still have him I think will be, be great for him. I mean he's slowly growing and I th- like I said he, he'll soon be busting out Greg list of last year kind of numbers I think yeah that's and, right? and that's um Jayle Lee is.
0: Looked really good. Didn't get the super coach points. He looked really good last night against the Bulldogs. I, I you know, I love Jared Croker super coach wise. Maybe that's one guy. You know, the Raiders play around twelve. You're trying to sneak into there. you know, but I think I, I see what you're doing there with that, loading up on the Parramatta players because they play every round of Origins. So can't can't deny what you're doing there, original Jedi. Well done. Let's have a look at the price predictors now. Uh, Jackson Hastings, he's got the biggest increase predicted for next round, so he is definitely a guy that you should be holding on to. Hopefully you've, you've got him already. Cameron McInnes, look, it's up and down for him, so, you know, at this stage, even though he's doing really well, not sure how long it's going to last, but he does seem to have claimed that spot over Damian Cook for now. Chris Griezmann's a big one, um, and I know that that Pete, you've watched with interest Griezmann over the last couple of weeks, but he's really running with gusto, looking pretty good.
2: Yeah, he was uh, fantastic against Manly the other day. Actually, I thought the the more unheralded forwards of, of the Bunnies really uh, did well last week. They certainly, I think they must have got a rocket after the, the deplorable performance against the Bulldogs, and yeah, yeah two good I thought games. Griezmann was really starting. To sh- yeah. He's, and he's really started to um, – he was the only one that really stood up against the Bulldogs. And, uh, now he's, he's starting to show some of the form from early last year, if you recall. He was really the new kid on the block at the beginning of last year. And now it's, it's good to see him going so well.
0: Katie Walker and Nathan Brown, you can add to that list as well from the Rabbitohs. Sean Johnson's one there that we talked about earlier. Um, Jacob's uh, – so Fiti, I tell you what, he's been named on the bench this week because Tarek Sims is back, so that could really curb that um, predictor, unfortunately for him. And Junior Paulo Andrew, he just keeps on going, and and we just talked about Parramatta with the goodbye by draw. I mean, geez, you could do worse.
1: Yeah, he's got a bit of that um, Filetti Matteo about him, you know, with the the lovely offload and and. The you know strong carries big body so I mean if he lifts his minutes a bit it, it you know wouldn't be wouldn't be a bad pickup especially with Parramatta's buyers. Yeah, we'll go into Parramatta a bit
0: more in a moment. This is the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. We do it each and every Tuesday. You can find us on the net www.supercoachpros.com. Last week's game recaps already up. The previews will be up. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this. If not, um, it's definitely up on Wednesday. And, uh, of course, you've got to follow us on Twitter, at SuperCoachPros. We tweet out before each and every game, giving you those uh, last-minute changes, all important ones, so you don't get a zero, uh, one-stop shop, basically, following us on Twitter and getting all that info. don't have to go searching for it. And, uh, of course, just give us a like on Facebook, as well, at SuperCoachPros. It's time to look ahead to... Uh, the Round 5 teams. I should mention that uh, some of those tweets that we got um, that we didn't do in the Deep with Tweets segment we will be doing at the end of the show. So stay tuned if you're still waiting to hear your questions. We've got them coming. But let's have a look at the Round 6 teams now. And um, starting with the Thursday night game, and it's your team, Pete, the Broncos v. the Dragons. Brisbane still 1-17. to 17, And St. George as well. Um, definitely looking at... Um, you know, still looking at guys like Anthony Milford, and even though he let you down last week with a big um, likelihood of a big game again here. Corey Parker, Corey Oates could step back into the role there, well as well as well as Matt Gillette, While well for the Dragons. Um, you're looking at a, a guy like Benji Marshall. Jesus, it's risky to predict the same, doing well. He's been a disappointment. Maybe he fights back in this one, while Jack DeBell and Tyson Frazel are the safer options. Pete, where would you be looking if any Dragons players this week? Yeah, it's hard for, even for me to pick one.
2: Um, you know, like Dugan's been in pretty good form, but yeah, it's, it's not really translating into, into supercoach points so much. Yeah, I agree with you. i Probably think that um, Tyson Frazel and maybe Mitchie Rainey's made a lot of tackles last week. Was probably the best player on the field for the Dragons last week. But uh, yeah, apart from that, it's pretty slim pickings. I have to say.
0: Rabideaus via the Roosters. Bryson Goodwin back on the wing. You'd assume he'll also take back the goal-kicking duties there um, as well. The Roosters are going with the same 17, but don't be surprised with Nick Arima named at six. He ends up starting off the bench with Guerra there. And, Andrew, looking at some of the guys, Jackson Hastings, we already mentioned in this show, should do well in this one. It's a good match-up. Seseo takiaho Jake Friend is up there for the Roosters while the Rabideaus... Surely Sam is coming back to his best in this one. And I guess daily leagues, you're looking at some sneaky options there because the Roosters have leaked a lot of points. Guys like Bryson Goodwin, even Luke Keery, Cam McGuinness again, although he might not be as cheap. But these are good um, options for your daily leagues like fan sports.
1: They sure are. I mean, Inglis always, ru- ru- he's a you know, he's a big game player. He'll rise to the occasion. So is if you've got him, I mean, he might be a good option. But yeah, like you said before, Sam Burgess—hard uh, not to go past him, especially for a captain's choice this week. I think uh, there might be a bit trouble for uh, for the Roosters to contain him uh, after a week back against uh, a pretty—you know—he had a pretty tough game against Manly, so he'll um, he'll be better for the run. He'll be ready for this one, I think. Um,
0: that's for sure. And we all got blown last week, captain choices. Is- but you go with a forward, and you, you, you're likely to get, are more likely to stay at a jail, barring injury, of course. Let's look at the Eels and the Raiders, and uh, Nathan Peet's name. Good news for Pete's owners. Um, you now he's definitely one of those hookers to own as long as he can stay fit. Also, um, interesting, because Kesa Pritchard actually loses the bench spot. So Duguay's keeping a spot in the 17 there. And also the other interesting one, Daniel Alvaro getting the chance there. Tim Manor, of course, missing last week. And now David Gower out as well, injured. Pete, is an interesting choice because he's, he's a bit of a bargain buyer. And Parramatta do lack some guys up front. They need those bigger guys like Alvaro.
2: Well, as, as you mentioned with, uh, Tim Manner, you know, who he, has been rock solid at Prop for Para for a number of years. Um, and David Gow gone as well. He could be there for a little while. Um, the injury uh, diagnosis, I think on Manor was that he's out for about three or four weeks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he could well be there for a little while. So yeah, maybe, maybe a good cheap option. It's, it's a hard, a little hard to pick up when we had a little bit of first grade experience last year. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he goes.
0: Nathan Peets is an obvious one to play if you own him. Um, yeah, he should do well, although you never know coming back from injury. Manu Ma'ud, Joseph Paulo, uh, sorry, Junior Paulo are the obvious other ones there. I'll tell you what, Kenny Edwards could be a sneaky daily league player as well. As for the Raiders, well, they've lost Cia Soliolo, as we mentioned earlier in the show. Luke Bateman replacing him. Um, Papali and Whitehead are the really obvious ones there, and Josh Hodgson, who's been really, really good uh, so far this year. The Warriors and the Eagles. Uh, Thomas Lululeye, named as 18th man. It'll be interesting to see if he um, comes in. He's, he's been out almost a full year through injury. Jonathan Wright's in for Manu Vodovai, who's done a hamstring while for Manly. Tom Simons comes back for Feliti Mateo who's been dropped. Um, Andrew, I want to get your thoughts on that. should also mention Jake Prevoyage. Treborovic is back, so Darcy Lasic goes to the bench and then uh, Josh Starling starting in the front row ahead of Brenton Lawrence and Blake Leary, Luke Burgess go to a sixth, uh, six-man bench. Uh, but what about
1: that Mateo dropping, Andrew? Yeah, he hasn't played that bad, but he hasn't played that well, actually, as well. So, I mean, Thomas Simons, I guess you need to put him in, in the... In the team somewhere, I'm a bit, to be honest, I'm a bit more surprised with the Josh Starling starting over Brenton Lawrence. I thought Brenton <laughs> Lawrence has been absolutely fantastic for us. For us, I say for Manly when um when he's been been on the field. So I don't know whether he's making him as an impact player coming on or or, or what. But yeah, also with um with Manly with Vave, he's been he's been also pretty good um, as an impact player too coming on. So. Like I said before, the, the the more surprising move to me is, is starting, starting.
0: Yeah, Marty Tapau, the best rated there from uh, Tom Dvorovic, and then. Also, his brother, Jake, up there. But, um, look, could be a lot of supercoach points in this one. The Warriors, too, I think we talked about them earlier, about how they could go large. Two of us have checked the best-rated uh, throughout for this um, this week, but he's not the only one. Sean Johnson's up there. he I should say, up there. Madalino, and um, as well, Mannering. Look, still predicted to do pretty well. We are worried, of course, because of playing in the second row. He's, um, his points have really leveled down. 43 and 52 the last um, two weeks since he's moved there when he had 90, 59 and 63. Earlier on, Carter had a big one last week, but not predicted, amazingly enough, that left centre side. And uh, that's coming up, of course, against Manley's right side, not predicted to do as well. So maybe that's a pause for thought if you're thinking about Carter this week. Panthers and the Cowboys and... Um, looks like most things unchanged there for Penrith. Matungi and Taylor uh, added to the bench and the Cowboys. Well, why do you need to change anything after their big win over your Dragons, Pete? I guess um, it should be a great game. Um, but Supercoach-wise, is it a case of you know, your big names, Thurston and uh, Cartwright, or are there some other options there?
2: Well, yeah, I think, you know... Um... Thurston's is the obvious no-brainer, um, but uh, as, I, as I said before, the uh, um, Jake Granville uh, was was good again last week. Uh, Lachlan Coote, you know, it's Ethan Lowe has been outstanding for them. I think, um, as I said once again, this this interesting of uh, Granville is in the starting lineup again this time, and Costigan back on the bench is you know reasonably important to note. But yeah, that's where your money will be with, with the Panthers. As you said, like, uh, Cartwright was excellent last week and, you know, setting up that well, he, you know, passed the ball for the, for the final try there against, uh, against Parramatta. So, but, uh, yeah, no, they're, um, Moylan, of course, back last, last week and, you know, expect him to, to get a little bit better as he goes on. And I've also been impressed with, uh, Mansour the last few weeks has been very good also. I'll
0: tell you what, he would be a wordy pickup on the center and wingers. Uh, you can always do with quality center and wingers in Supercoach. Uh, Cowboys interesting because, um, of course, left halves, which is Michael Morgan this week, against the Panthers, against Jamie Soward in defense, going very, very large this year. You've got Morgan there. You've got Jared Bowen at left center. They're a great pickup for this week. Um, I think that's a great one to hit in your daily leagues. Thurston Morgan and Bowen. And uh, in your data leagues like fan sports and as well if you're picking up Bowen this week, you could probably pop him straight in your lineup considering that matchup. And the Cowboys, well they really played it tough against the Dragons, so you've got to be careful. Trent Merrin's actually the best predicted there over Bryce Cartwright. Cartwright, you know, he, he was injured in round four and he got the twenty two, had this smaller first two rounds, but he's had massive rounds three and round five. Buyer beware a little bit with Bryce Cartwright. He's playing very well at the moment. and Wouldn't be shocked if he went large again, but wouldn't be shocked if it's a smaller number either. Um, there, let's look at the Sharks and the Titans now. And uh, Paul Gallen named at the 13 again, but will he actually um, start or, or will he be off the bench again? Probably, I'd assume, would start. The Titans have named the rookie Cameron Cullen. He'll go straight on to your watch this. there as a potential cheapie to bring in, although Tyron Roberts isn't expected to be out for too, too long. Um, Ignatius Parsi back to the bench with Greg Bird um, moving to lock David Shillington missed last week after a miss-up in the warm-up he has been named here so no Lachlan Burr, Eddie Pettiborn and Will Zillman are part of a six-man bench Uh, look the Titans played it pretty tough against Brisbane last week Andrew but still with the Sharks you're looking at Gallon for feeder maybe even sneaky players like Holmes Bird and Chad Townsend and even Ben Barber there could be some points on offer
1: yeah, they could be. I mean, Titans aren't making a, a mess of themselves. They're, they're no. actually doing a lot better than uh, most people uh, thought. I mean, uh, they were in the fight with Brisbane for a, for a lot of the, uh, the game on uh, Friday night. So I don't see the Sharks running away. With it. Therefore, I don't see too many points in here. Uh, maybe Maloney with his goal kicking and and, and yeah, maybe looking at someone like a Ben Barber, who, yeah, like, like you said, being a bit sneaky around the ruck.
0: Yeah, and the Titans, Zeb Tay, he's been really good, and 290 scores the last two weeks, so he's right up there again in the predictor, thanks to that. Ryan James, Greg Bird, also up there. Look, Ignatius Parsi, he's still playing reasonably well, uh, he's probably not always getting the minutes, I mean, 59 last week, you couldn't argue with it, but, uh, you know, he played with some caution, I think. Let's look at the Knights and the Tigers. Sunday afternoon, footy at 4 o'clock. Tarek Sims returns uh, from a five-week suspension. So Jacob Safidi on the bench, no Mickey Payer. Daniel Safedi's also been named 18th man. Interesting one there because he's due to get a nice pop if he gets the game. Uh, the Tigers get back Curtis Sironen, so they've got rid of Maniah Uh Sironen was probably due for another week, so maybe watch this space there. we have going to follow us on Twitter at SuperCoachPros. Chirrington may end up getting a spot, and Justin Hunt could end up also playing. He's back from injury this week, not named, but with Tim Simona fighting Tim Samona, I should say, fighting that. Um, judiciary charge for a crusher tackle he could miss three weeks so Hunt could get the call up there although a lot of Supercage fans are hoping it's Josh car because he's the one that could really do something Supercage wise but we're still waiting and we're still waiting as Tigers fans uh, Pete this this one could go either way it could be either real stinker or it could be you know Thirty to 28. Um, I guess daily league-wise, you could you could have a crack at some of these players, but other than the Tedesco from your regular supercoach um, standpoint, it's a bit tougher. Yeah, it, it is, isn't it?
2: Uh, just as we mentioned about... Um, We've mentioned Tedesco over and over again. He's obviously going to go well. You've got Aaron Woods there. Um, I don't think Robbie farrow's really hit... Um, Top formers yet, so I think you need to give him some time. Um, I don't see a real, real lot else there for, for the Tigers. I know uh, Kevin Naguama had some good uh, scores early in the season, but uh, apart from that, I, I don't see a real lot there. As you said, it will be interesting to see what happens with the, the judiciary in the effect there. With the, with the Knights, yeah, it's, um, you know, they were in the game for a long way against Melbourne the other day. Well, you know, more than that, they led. Um, but yeah, Maybe someone like Dane Gagai might be his time. I think maybe fullback is his best position. Um, You know, I feel a bit sorry for Jake Marmo, but I think his best position is fullback, and so I'll be interested to see uh, what sort of score he gets from from that position.
0: Not the best match-up there. Pat Matowdy has probably got the best odds from succeeding there. Sam Mateora, Corbin Sins, Robbie Rocco. Look, if you own them, you you could put him in, and he'd probably be okay. Uh, The Tigers, it is the Tedesco show, obviously, there. But David Nofulem has been very good in recent weeks. And Kevin naguama has got that ability to go high. So, you know, that could happen there as well. And I think you mentioned Woods as a safer option. Let's look at Monday night, the last game of the round. It should be one of those tough cruising drag him out encounters a storm get back Marika Korobiti so Richie Kenner we were hoping maybe it would remain in the side there which would allow Harris to play in the second row not to be Kenny Bromwich has been named in the second row Kenner Came back to 19th man. Kristen Welsh also returns to the interchange, so maybe Osofa Solomona missing out after being a surprise inclusion last week. The Dogs, well, they lose um, Chase Stanley, Kerrit Holland's in there. Um, But being a Monday night game, we may see more changes um, there uh, for the Dogs. Definitely Jesse Bromwich, uh, week in, week out, the guy to to own there with... um, Marika Korobiti, you know, a lot of upside with along with Cameron Munster, and I tell you what, Andrew Dale for has been playing very well at the moment, and he, you know, he's a guy that if you got him at the right time, he's now three forty two thousand, probably still affordable, um, even picking up this week. That he's just making you a little bit of money here and there.
1: Yeah, there might be there might be other options out there. Uh, he's not as you know flashy and 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 uh, you know gunworthy as as others, but yeah, he, he's an option for someone who you don't want to splash out stupid amount of cash, cash on. Um, just looking at the doggies line-up too, I think Tony Williams surely will get suspended for that trip he uh, pulled on Monday night, so just look at someone going into the back row there for the Bulldogs too. Yeah, it'll be
0: interesting to see because Adam Elliott wasn't that. Impressive last week. I mean, he wasn't a lone ranger, but had some pretty bad drop balls. And I think he's had a high Superco score of 27 so far this year. So, waiting to see. They don't have Sean Lane anymore, of course. Maybe Taylor Marino makes... Maybe he's going to be in sooner rather than later. Although Williams only expected to miss the one week, so probably he won't be ready yet for this week. Maybe Lloyd Perrett gets a call up there. Um, again, one to the one to watch. But don't rely on your Bulldogs players this round. Uh, Especially not Moses Embi, although he is the best play from, um, uh, well, actually, William William Hopawade is is slightly better than Embi now. He's been playing very well. Uh, James Graham and Adam Tolman obviously there also. All right, guys, let's look at those tweets we promised you. We've got a few for you here first. Jono, which cash cows to start cashing in and which to hold? Now, this is an interesting one. We've run it through the predictor for you, Jono, as we suggested we would last week. And um, we've basically got for you that Ash Taylor is the one um, that's, the, that's kind of already started going backwards, I think. Uh, you know. So certainly that that's, that's the guy to pick on. Cody Walker's around about there as well. Um, you know, we talked about guys like Embi and Barber. I know they weren't, you know, the cheapies, but they're guys that are kind of reaching um, some form of limit. Although whether you need them still in your your lineup, you're going to be a bit more, you're going to be a bit more conservative perhaps before you move them on. Pat Mitalia, he's got a good buy rounds. Maybe you're holding on to him. He's not likely. He's still likely to gain a little bit of money. And then you've got your must holds in Matt Parcell. And Jackson Hastings doing very well there for you uh, Dale the ninja well, we just mentioned um, Moses M by uh, Andrew drew he's asking is he a sell this week uh, what's your thoughts
1: I mean he's got a tough match up up against the uh, up against the, the storm and I don't see him scoring too many points he, he might have peaked so I mean he's going to have a pretty big drop <laughs> considering he didn't get to double digits. This week, so I think he might be a sell. I mean, that, it might be pulling the trigger a bit too early, but I mean, I don't, I don't see him as a long-term keeper in in our um, in your SuperCoach team.
0: Yeah, that 112 keeps his three-game rolling average alive with that poor score of nine. But Pete, I mean, he'd have to get at least what 70 or 80 this week, you know, otherwise he's looking at a big decrease the following week. So maybe if you have to keep him, you're only keeping him one more round.
2: Well, and look who he's up against. He's up against Melbourne on Monday night. Bulldogs have got a very good record against Melbourne the last few years, which I didn't realise till just the other day. But, um, yeah, no, I'd, gee, like getting a score of nine, like um, that's amazing or amazingly bad. Uh, no, I'd, honestly, I think I'd be getting rid of him too. I'd, I think the Bulldogs form has been not as good as people think. And, you know, I just don't see him getting a decent score against Melbourne on Monday night and into the next few rounds either.
0: And head to head, you know, you need stability. You need stability, you know, overall maybe you 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 survive it. But head to head, you know, you can't afford a guy that goes from a hundred down to nine and back maybe a hundred and then back to nine. I think you know if you're not if you if you're keeping him, you're only keeping him for one more week because he's not really going to go down that much this week and just the way he trades are situated but other than that, time to go. Drew Johnson asks, are backs the new guns? There seems to be more attacking stats with effective offloads and tackle busts. Andrew, you know, we could have a whole show about this, couldn't we, the way that the rugby league structured these days with the number 11s and 12s, you know, one on each edge. The Harvards playing one side of the ruck each with the exception of Thurston and a couple of other teams. And obviously that number 13, essentially a third prop. Um, but still what we're looking at super coach wise is your forwards are more consistent with the lower ceiling and the backs can get those real high scores. But as we talked about with them
1: real low floors too. That's right. I mean, I took a punt last week and, you know, in, well, most of us took a punt last week and, and put Milford in at five, eight. No, sorry, captain, um, that would be the last time I'll put him <laughs> in as my... Oh, no, that's, that, that's a bit dramatic. I mean, it, yeah, you have to look at, at the match-ups, don't you? It's, it... Everything
0: suited last week, you know, the match-up. The only thing you could say is that tough game the week before might have taken a bit out of him. And Ben Hunt, you know, he copped oh. a lot of criticism, and he took, he took the dominant role, and he wanted it. He wanted the big game, and he had it, and at the expense of Milford. That's
1: right. So, I mean a few things that, you know, maybe people were overlooking just on the, on that game, which maybe the extra time and, and just getting up for the grand final remote, just things like that. But, yeah, going back to the original question, uh, yeah, backs, like, they, they can be a little bit unpredictable. That's what we're trying to get at. Um, the base stats for the forwards, the 80-minute forwards, you know, you know what you're going to get out of, say, like a James Graham. You know, he's going to get through mountain of work, so at least... You've got that to fall back on, not like a, a thirty seven from Milford or or a nine from Emba.
0: Pete, can you structure your team around these backs? Can you, you know, we just we looked earlier in the show. Original Jedi had a, a great looking back line, you know, stud back yeah. line. Is that something you look at doing and just have some cheapies in the forwards? Or, you know, do you still need those big names like your Sam Burgesses, your James Grahams, you know, um, Sean Fenson? although he hasn't been as large this year, but, you know, Corey Parker's dominating your, your front front row and second row.
2: I think if you want to do really well, like you, you need a couple of your explosive talk type of players who might be a little bit up and down, like we've sort of been waiting for two of us to check a little bit as to Wellington to really hit the... Hit them out on the head, sort of thing. But you, you need you. I think you, you do need some more consistent players in your back back on. I don't think you can really build your team, but to be completely successful without some decent forwards. Um, and like I, as I said, players in the backs that we mentioned last week, like I mentioned last week, Chad Townsend, who he once again averaged mid fifties this week. You know, I think you're much better off personally with someone like that than a whole bunch of players as you said going from. From twenty to hundred and back again each week. Yeah, I'd rather have head, someone. In head to
0: head, in head, head to head, it is very important that you've got some stability there, no, because uh, you need the wins, you need to eke out victories, and that's how you get into the finals. Of course, guys, that's the end of the show. I tell you what, Drew, great question. I think we're, we're turning in, into a topic uh, at some point throughout this year because I think that we could expand on that uh, very much. So, but we're out of time. Andrew, thanks so much for your contribution tonight. Thanks, guys. It was, uh, it's good to be back. It's good to have you back. And, Pete, thank you, as always. Yeah, as always, always. We'll see you at uh, Renwick Racecourse for the championships on the weekend. Yeah. It should be a beauty. And uh, hopefully Ryan M.S. back with us next week as well, as will be Pat Lyons, of course, from Koji Bay Health and Injury Care. I am Paulie G. Thanks so much for listening. This is a Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast. You can download on iTunes or on our website, www.supercoachpros.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Supercoach Pros and give us a like on Facebook at Supercoach Pros. We'll see you next week. Bye now.